Father, we thank you. Lord, we give you all the glory. Father, we honor you. You deserve all the praise. You deserve all the worship. You deserve all the honor. Lord, we thank you, O God, because you are in this place. Lord, we thank you for what you're about to teach us today. Lord, we pray that you will speak to our hearts, O God. Lord, you give us insight. Father, you give us understanding, O Lord, of your word. Lord, I pray, O God, that you will speak to every heart, O Lord. The Lord will be changed by your word. We will, re will receive inspiration by your word. We will receive transformation by your word. Lord, your word will not return void. Lord, your word will give life, O oh God. Lord, we thank you because you are good. Father, we thank you because you love us, O oh God. Thank you, Lord, because you are kind. Take all the glory, Jesus. Take all the honor. Take all the adoration. Father, for your children have prayed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God, everybody. Um, welcome to Thrive. This is um, the part five of our Ephesians series. Uh, we'll be looking into Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 1 to 13. That is the first part of Ephesians, um, Ephesians 3. Um, I hope we all had a great time today at work. So um, you're all welcome. God will surely bless us today. So let's open our hearts to receive from God. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, Ephesians has really been um, an interesting time, an interesting study. Um, it's uh, all the way from ch chapter one, where um, Pastor Bolaji gave a thorough insight into the the introduction very good background on on how efficiency came to be um, very expository and um, um, it's a very good place to build upon uh, we thank god for everything we'll, we'll be going straight into um chapter three chapter three it's it's titled here in my reading even though we have different titles I think for different um, different um, versions I'm reading from the NLT and it's titled here God's mysterious plan revealed <clears throat> hallelujah so I'm reading from verse 1 and it says when I think of all this I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the benefit of you Gentiles, 
assuming by the way that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace to you, to you Gentiles. As I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into the plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now by his spirit, he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. And this is God's plan. This is this very important verse now. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches, in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. Though I am least, though I am the least deserving of God's people, his graciously he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ i was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that god the creator of all things had kept secret from the beginning god's purpose in all this was to use the church to display the wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Okay? This was the eternal plan which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I am suffering for you. So you should feel honored. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. It's, it's, such an interesting read. Um, first of all, um, what is a mystery? We can see here uh, the title saying God's mysterious plan. From my um, checking up on the dictionary, just straight up, it says here that um, a mystery, something unexplained, something unknown, something kept a secret you know so and we know how um 
we used to read or we still read some mystery books, how we enjoy mystery movies, all because of the suspense and, you know, you just keep seeing different clues here and there. You don't know how it's going to end and all that. I think from, you know, taking a background, when we check through coming all the way from the Old Testament, we see, we see God dropping some hints here and there about what he finally has revealed, you know, even in this um, chapter, you know, prophets had a hint, you know, different uh, people had different revelations, but they couldn't get the whole picture. That's why it's called a mystery. You know, Jesus is a mystery, you know. But the mystery is only a mystery to the person that is not the one that, you know, maybe wrote the book or authored the, the book. It's not a mystery to God. It's not a mystery to God. It's a plan. It's a deliberate plan. It's God's plan. Is a mystery to us, but it's God's plan. God had planned this out right from before creation that Jesus will be revealed. Hallelujah. Um, we'll just go verse by verse and see what we can, you know, what we what we can learn along the way. Um, Paul is such such an interesting an interesting person you know i don't know how many of us have watched the the movie paul you know it was it was such a humbling movie you know is it, the christianity of those days is not what what we are seeing now it was you know such sacrifice that paul had to go through for us to get to read what we are reading. It says here that, verse 1 says, When I think of all this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ, it's not, it's not figurative. It's not, it's not figurative. He, he was actually a prisoner for Christ. You know, when we think about it, when, if, we, if we even think of prison, we shout blood of Jesus or we are ready to pray down something, you know. But Paul, proudly declaring, because he knows that those chains that he was in were all for Jesus. He's introducing himself as, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus for the benefit of you Gentiles. You know, being a Christian, you know, is all about, all about sacrifice, all about sacrifice. Paul had to, you know, go through so many things. If we, we know the life of Paul, how many shipwrecks, you know, encountered um, snake bites, he was beaten. He was, I mean, all for the Lord. I mean, he had... He, he could have just said, oh, enough is enough. But he couldn't say that because, because of his encounter and because of how he had had a real life experience. You know, sometimes maybe because 
we haven't really encountered God. We are, we are, it, it's easy for us. We are, we are easily, you know, discouraged. We are easily um, ready to just drop the plow and look back, you know. But when you encounter God, when you encounter God's power, when you encounter God's presence, just the way Paul did, nothing is going to move you. Nothing is going to move you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God when you understand, when you have an encounter with God. So it says here that when I think of all this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the benefit of you Gentiles, assuming by the way that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace to you Gentiles. As I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. Paul was sure and convinced about what he was talking about. He was able to boast that God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. Verse 4 says that as you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now by his spirit, he has revealed it to his holy apostles and his prophets. So this revelation didn't just come by, you know, him cooking anything up. He got this revelation purely by God and through the Spirit of God. That is what he's testifying here. So he says that God himself, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. God is in the business of revealing. He's in the business of revealing. But you have to be in that place to receive. You have to be, just like we've been learning, we've been, you know, we've been having such an amazing time. An amazing time in church. The Word of God has been coming so mightily, undiluted. If you've missed any of the services, you can go back and, and listen, you know. You have to be aligned. You have to be, you know, you have to be in tune with God for God to reveal things to you. There are things that God wants to share with you. There are, there are, there are things that God wants to, to lead you through. But you have to be in that place to receive before he can speak to you and give you direction and give you instruction. So don't think that, that God only speaks to Paul. God speaks to all his children. But your heart has to be in the right place. Like um, what the pastor also said you know, on Sunday, that, that everything is set, but... You know, the heart. God is interested in our heart. How is my heart? You know, it's, it's, it's a very humbling question because nobody sees the heart except God. You know, you can be smiling with me, but you are actually frowning at me in your heart. You know, and the heart is key to God. The heart is key to God. We can see even from the, the temperament of Paul, he was in prison, such an uncomfortable, you know, environment, an uncomfortable situation, you know. But you can, you can, you can see his temperament 
You can feel his temperament, even in his tone in his letters. You know, a lot of us haven't gone through, you know, such discomfort, but in our relationships, in our, in our relationships with people, these days, um, those days they were writing letters. Now we are, we are sending text messages and WhatsApp and all that, you know. Our WhatsApp has a voice. What is the temperature of your, of your message that you send out, you know, even as a child of God? What are you all about? Is it just about you or is it about your conviction? Is it about Jesus? Paul was sold out, sold out completely. Everything about Paul was about the call. Mm, that sounds like a rhyme. Everything about Paul was about the call. He was focused on what, you know, God had commissioned him to do. So he didn't allow the circumstances around him, make him look at those circumstances and forget the big God, the awesome God, the great and glorious God that he's on assignment for. We have to be conscious. We have to live consciously. We have to live intentionally, you know. Because these days, the distractions are much. So we have to deliberately organize ourselves, shut out distractions, so that we can be in that place where God can continually speak to us. We can be in that place where our heart is always right before God. We are not in offense. We are not in offense towards the, the end of the, the chapter of the, of the session I read. Paul said that, so please, he was even begging them. He was begging, begging the efficient the, the church, say, please, don't lose heart. This is somebody that is in prison. This is somebody that is not even in a good place physically, but he was in a good place with God. That is why he, he always had a ready word of encouragement. He was living a life, even in the present, but he was having the future in mind. He did not allow his present circumstance to truncate the future. If, if, if Paul was offended, if, if Paul was living in offense, we may never have, you know, had the opportunity to be reading about the Ephesian church. Because from studies, it shows that Paul wrote, um, yeah, um, four, I think four letters, four books, in prison. He could have said, I beg, God, when you bring me out of this prison, I will write. When you bring me out of this situation, I will serve you. When you hear that prayer I've been asking you for, 
you will see me in church. But for now, I'm not comfortable. I'm not happy. I, I, I've been praying, I've been praying, I'm still in this prison, and you want me to be writing. He could have said that, you know. But Paul was focused. He did not allow his pain, you know, to drag him down. Instead, he was living above his pain. We need to live above our pain. We need to live above our pain. You know, if we don't understand and have a clarity of who we are, you know, Paul was clear. He was very clear on who he was. He was very clear on who he was sent to. He was very clear on the message. And he did not allow anything to distract him, not even his uncomfortable situation. Why I'm, why I'm spending you know, some time in this place is because this, this is a generation of comfort. But if we remember, and we, we remember what we say in God's favorite house, you, you, you can't get your miracle in your comfort zone. Your miracle is outside, outside your comfort zone. So when, when you are going through whatever challenge it is, you know that God is about to step in. But don't allow that, that, that problem, you know, drown you. Just the way Peter was, you know, he, at least he had the faith to speak to Jesus and say, and ask him, say, Jesus, if it's you, bid me to come, you know. And Jesus told him, say, Peter, come. And Peter started walking on water. What an experience. What an encounter, you know. You're walking with Jesus on water, and you now allow the water to intimidate you. You lose focus, and you start sinking. And you know, um, it has just been so, 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 you know, so humbling and so exciting for me, you know, just seeing the, the, the kind of Savior that we have. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. Like we learned on Sunday, that he, 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 he's, he has our, our koboko in his hands. He's the one that is in charge of our lives. He would have told Peter, Sir, you, instead of you to focus, focus on me, you, we are now looking at, at the water. Oh, you are sink. But he didn't do that. That is not the kind of savior that we have. We have a kind savior. We have a God that is love himself. So who is our father when we are unkind? Who, 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 who do we take after when we are full of hurt and bitterness and anger and hatred? You know, we have a loving savior. Jesus raised him up. God will never leave us alone. He will never leave us alone. So let, let, let's, you know, learn from the character, the temperament, the focus, the tone, the experience of Paul to be able to deliver this great commission. God has given us different assignments. 
God has given us, you know, called us on different levels. God has given us um, a specific word, a specific message, you know, to take different mountains like we've been learning, you know. Let us learn. Let us learn. Um, at the introduction, Pastor Balaji clearly explained that the first three chapters more on the spiritual than the last three chapters of Ephesians more on the practical. But, but why Paul started with the spiritual is that you need to get it right. You know, God is not just about activity. You need to get it right. You need to understand the foundation. You know, it's getting your heart in the right place that can enable you to be a practical Christian. If not, it will just be about eye service. And that does not give God praise. Praise God. I believe we're, we're learning a lot. I'm learning a lot too. I always look forward to Thrive because God always has something, something special in store for us. Okay. Uh, I'll read chapter verse 6 and it says and this is God's plan so I think this is like the thrust of this um, chapter it says and this is God's plan so you remember I said earlier that this is a mystery to us it's not a mystery to God he's a sovereign God he knows all things you know, there's nothing hidden from him. He knows all things. So he said, and this is God's plan. Not this is a mystery to God. God is the mysterious God. You know. There's something that just came to my mind now. You know, our life, we all have plans. We all had plans for how our lives should be. But if we take a moment to, to, you know, to think back, those plans that you had, well, I wanted to be a doctor. <laughs> when I started seeing blood and all these things, I had a friend that was already a doctor. I said, ah, this plan has to change, you know. So many things like that, that we, 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 we've had planned out, you know. The only person's plan that does not change is God's plan. So that's why our lives, our life is a mystery. Our life is a mystery. We don't know what is going to happen the next second. But God knows. He knows all things, you know. What an amazing God we serve. Then why, why do we... You know, like um, I'm referring so much to Pastor Polaji's um, um, exposition on chapter one. He said we should we should trust God. We should trust God with our lives. We should trust God with everything that you know. He has the plan. Nothing is a surprise to him. How we got where we we are now is not a surprise to him. It may be surprising to us, but it's not a surprise to him. So he knows how it will be. 
the next moment, the next second. God holds the whole world in his hand. He has the plan. He has the plan for your life. So you just have to surrender it to him. So God had this plan that we call a mystery. He said, and this is God's plan. Verse 6, both Gentile and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of the blessings because they belong to Jesus Christ. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading his good news. I'm just so excited, you know. God had a plan all the way from creation that someday that both Jews and Gentiles, those who believe will be God's children. So there will be no Jew, there will be no Gentile, there will be no this or that. We will all be called God's children as far as we believe. I don't know, you, you may be listening and you don't even know what we're talking about. You need to believe to be part of this great inheritance that God had already planned ahead for us. And it says here that, and this is God's plan, that both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. So both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Jesus. I mean, endless riches, endless blessings. It's God, not, not just... Um, not just um, finances. Most times when people hear riches, it's just finances. I mean, God gives what money can, cannot buy. You know, so many, so, many, so many things, you know. I just have, have some that maybe I can just, maybe just touch. It says that in John 10.10, 10, it says that, the thief comes only to steal and kill and, and destroy. I come so that they would have life and have it more abundantly. I mean, this is the heritage of the children of God, God's children. Abundant life, not queer, queer life. Abundant life here, abundant life in heaven promises that God has for us. They are endless. Then I'll also read John 6.37 says that all those the Father gives me will come to me and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. So in God you have acceptance. In God you know you, 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 you are not condemned. 
you may be online and um, you have questions, you can type in the chat room. Um, the questions will be harvested and um, will be answered once, once we get to the question and answer time, you know. So, so many, so many, so many blessings, so many, so many riches in God that God has promised us, you know. And like we read, I think it's in chapter 2, that the wall of hostility has been brought down. We also learned in one of the messages in church, you know, where pastor was illustrating the tearing of the veil, you know. We have access. We have access, even as, as his children, to come into the Holy of Holies. You know, these are the riches. These things money cannot buy. You, know. you cannot buy salvation. The people that try to buy it, they know what happened to them. You know. So there's so much. Verse 7 says that by God's grace and mighty power, you know, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading his good news. It's a privilege to serve God. It's a privilege to do his work. It's not a right. And it's by his grace. Paul never forgot to focus on God's grace. He never forgot to mention the mighty power of God. We know Paul's encounter. We know how Paul came from Saul to Paul. He doesn't fail. He doesn't forget it. He says it's a privilege. I think in serving God, we should always remember when he called us, where he brought us from. That will keep you humble. That will keep you focused. That will keep you, you know, on track. Please send in your questions. Send in your questions. If you're online, please send in your questions. Then verse, um, verse 8 says, Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege. He's saying it again, privilege. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to do God's work. It's not a right. We should take out that entitlement mentality and serve God in humility, just like we see Paul do here. Then I would just um, like to round up before I have the resident pastor come on. Um, Verse 12 says that because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So as God's children, God has given us access. So whatever it is that, you know, that has held you back all this time, as far as you believe, as far as you're a child of God, you have access into his throne. So come boldly, come boldly, come boldly into his presence. He's your father, he's your Lord, he loves you. And he has great things in store for you. I think Pastor, Pastor Bolaji should be on now. You're welcome, sir. Go, Pastor Nina. <laughs> 
of two worshippers, aka Best Choir and Worldwide Worlds. Thank you. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. How has your day been? It was good. It was good. And I think um, <laughs> the, the highlights you provided today has just uh, kind of taken it to another level. You know, I, I liked your comments on the mysteries to us, uh, God's plan. You know, like the mysterious to us, but God knows what he's doing. You know, I, I love your comments around, you know, this whole thing being, not being about us, but being about, you know, it's about our conviction that everything about Paul was about the call. That, that, that's a catchy one, and I was just yes, remembering yes, that. Yeah. Everything <laughs> about Paul, about the call, was focused on the big picture. Yes. And uh, the need to shut out distraction. So I've learned a lot from you today, Pastor Nina. And, um, I've, I've also been blessed. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, so do we have, um, uh, I've not seen any questions um, from the online community. Nothing yet. Okay, so while we're waiting for the questions to come, I think I have some questions. Okay. So, yeah, so I can if, go if it's, if it's uh, If it's... Uh two A levels, we just pack it for, for pastors. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll call it a friend, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's go ahead. Okay, okay. All right. So, um, why, why, why do you think that God kept this plan as a mystery to us mm. up until now? Mm. Hmm. <laughs> I, I, I think I think the 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 answer of that is inside the question itself. You know, the answer for that is the question itself because you said earlier that it is a mysterious God that one. So so if you look at the transaction both ways, I mean, he knew he knows the end from the beginning. You know, exactly. so he probably knows. Look, if you reveal this three too early, you know. These guys will bungle it. You know, remember the discussion we had in church, the preaching in church on Sunday when we were talking about uh, the, the, the story of John the Baptist when, when, when the father was trying to mess up things. So, so there are some things that, as human beings, we don't need to know. You know, if we know yeah. it, we'll, we'll try and logic it and, you know, just either scuttle it or something that doesn't take two days or two years takes 40 years just because mm -hmm. we kind of had an idea of what the plan is. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's yeah. for our own good, yeah. you know, mm. that, that they kind of kept those things mystery. Mm. So, and, uh, you know, two things just came to my mind. And, you know, I think, you know, we, we need to learn. We need to learn how to keep. There are some things that have to be kept. You know, there's a time for everything. There are some things that have to be kept. You know, even though like Joseph, you know, it was all in God's plan, but the way he spoke about his dream, you know, created a lot of sibling rivalry, which he didn't even know. He was still working innocently, you know, but because of what he could have kept as a secret that he spoke, you know. Wow, too early. Yeah, he spoke too early, you know. But I think it was all in God's plan, but there's a lesson to learn there. You know, then I also I also remember a friend of mine. She told me that um, that I think her husband had gotten a job, you know, and she told she told him 
I think he, he now went to celebrate. He went to celebrate in advance. He had not started the job. So I think when he went to celebrate with his so-called friends, maybe he was high or whatever, he just started talking about the job. He just kept talking about, you know, what he was going to. That was the end. He never got that job. And he, 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 they, they've not been able to know what happened. You know, so I think God, God had a reason for that, that even the angels, they didn't even know. True, true. And, and you know, you know, his own level of mystery is um, much, much tech than ours. You know, I mean, the example you just gave, these are just between human beings, right? The exactly. mystery he had about Jesus coming to save us, like you said, even the enemy could not understand it. They thought they had won. Oh, we've crucified him. Yeah, we've, we've, and we've truncated that plan. But mm. that was that plan was in the plan. <laughs> so by the time the full plan came out, they were like, oops, well, we thought we had it, but, you know, exactly. the plan had it. So, exactly. so, so God has it. I mean, like somebody put on the group, on the, on the chat, in the chat room with the extraordinary yeah. strategy. Okay. Wow. Good. Good. Great. Great. God, uh, you know, God always has, God always has a joker. He always has a joker, you know. So uh, the the devil was rejoicing that we, we have finished him. He didn't know that God had the joker. I mean, how could he even think that he can finish God when God threw him out of heaven, you know? So I think sometimes the devil is very daring. We should be more daring. We should be more daring, you know. Um, I also remember another incident um, I think there was something, I for, I've forgotten the whole situation, but we, we were keeping like a secret from our children. <laughs> we now thought we could take one of the siblings and tell her. That was our, <laughs> we, we just told her, oh, this is, this, and this, this is what we want to do. This is, so keep it a secret. Yes, mommy. I have an idea how that ended. Yes, that, yes, mommy, as she was, we just heard the secret all the way around the house. Uh, she, as she was going down the stairs, she was announcing it. Hey, mommy and daddy just, oh, no. You know? So, I mean, we, 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 we need to know the importance of there are things that have to be kept for a time. So it does not spoil what God has you know, in store for us. The second question I have, okay. And before you go to that quick second question, remember the prayer we asked for in the church on Sunday, understanding that yes. God should give us understanding. So sometimes, mm. yeah, that's very important for, for, for mysteries to, to know when to reveal, you know, when to keep it back. And I mm. pray that God gives us understanding in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. So wisdom is not enough. Understanding is required. Yeah. So, go ahead. Okay. yes, I have two questions, but I'll just choose one. I'll choose one. Um, okay. How can we relate um, these days we have racism? You know, how can we relate it to the divide between the Jews and the Gentiles of those days? How can, what can we see in that? Because it's like there are so many wars. It's not just Jew and Gentile now. We have short and tall, black and white, slim and fat, you know, there are so many walls. How do we, how do we, you know, 
Yeah, so, 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 so there, there are many, I mean, paradigms for that kind of dichotomy, even in the balance of, of, of uh, what we do every day um, in, in church, what to do in our everyday lives. Um, the Jews felt they had a full understanding of the mystery. They felt they could decode everything. That was why we found out that even on the Jewish side, you know, they had the, the Sanhedrin, you know, the, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, that felt they, they understood what God had laid out and that Jesus was not in that plan. You know, yeah, he was a prophet, but he wasn't in that plan. And they thought they were being super stewards of what God had placed in their hands. But meanwhile, they didn't understand it fully too, that Jesus was coming to unite both Jews and Gentiles under the same umbrella of God's children. You yeah. know, so, so, so there are many things, even in our everyday lives, that we think we understand. We think we can place it together. But if we step back and look at God's plan, there is no difference for him. Hmm. No difference in color, no difference in height, no difference in background. A soul is a soul. Remember what Pastor always says, two things last forever, the word of God and the souls of men. Yeah. You know, a soul yeah. is a soul. So, so, so when we think we can put God in a box and say, this is how he's thinking now, and essentially I will help him to push that plan forward, you might actually be, I mean, the person that wrote this book, Paul himself, he was at a point pushing the plan against God's plan until mm. God put him, uh, put him in order that, dude, you know, <laughs> that, that's not the plan. Get with the program. And it became, from, from, from Saul, it became Paul. So yeah, in, in every day in our lives, I mean, I pray that we should be able to step back and see that are we kicking against God? Mm. You know, in, the, in what we're doing, are we kicking? I mean, Paul is a perfect example. He thought he was doing the right thing. Yeah. But it wasn't. Hmm. Hmm. Thank you, very, thank you very much, sir. Yeah, I mean, I've really been so so encouraged. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just like uh, you know, I would like us to you know to break down those walls. You know, let's break down those walls, those walls in our hearts towards the other person. You know, from from the from the scripture we see that you know Paul was. Paul preferred others even to himself, you know. So if, if we have that mindset where we prefer people, where we appreciate people for who they are, who God has made them to be, we'll, 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 there won't be any walls. There won't be any division. Yeah, not who we want them to be. Yeah, we can see that um, from that scripture uh, in the one of the verses there. After he mentioned... Um, Jew and Gentile, he called them one, God's children, God's children. So we are God's children, and that is what counts. You know, we may discount somebody in our mind. God does not discount his children, you know. True. Thank you very Thank much. You. Well done. Well <laughs> yes. done. Very, so very well done, Pastor Lina. Very well done. And I want to thank everybody. For, for joining us today. Uh, it's a prayer that God will make his word alive in your everyday lives in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, so as we close, uh, Pastor did send this prayer to you. So just I imagine it's Pastor delivering it to you. And I believe that like I said, that you, the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. Lord make Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to Amen. share this resource you with your family and Amen. friends. God bless you. Thank you, everyone. God's really help.
remember this is Daniel and we are listening God bless everyone thank you so much